Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Discus Larry Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Warren, here with Glenn. And today we are doing an NXT little recap from last night, um, the first NXT show on Tuesdays after the big move. So, um, yeah, before we get into it, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. It'll really help us out. And then wherever you get your podcast, give us a follow on that as well. So to get straight into it, I suppose, um, yeah, new day for uh, NXT. Move to Tuesdays now. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, TakeOver just gone. Stellar. Great. And then uh, like a lot of new champions crowned and stuff. So it's kind of like, oh, where are they going now? So to open the show, we had Karrion Cross come out and cut a pretty good promo. Like, uh, good for, for him anyway, because usually it's like Scarlet will do the talking and he's mm. more like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll dominate in the ring kind of thing. So that's one thing that um, I suppose stood out for me a bit the fact that he was talking and she wasn't. Um, it felt almost like she maybe she should have had maybe a, a few back and forth with him, or maybe just not sure it, like a, a proper introduction and exit maybe yeah because she just stood there staring at him and it was just very she just felt out of place a little bit um it was yeah. it was a really good promo he was just basically saying that he's going to be the top guy for a long time essentially and if anyone wants yeah. to step up let's do it um yeah i like the promo it was cool to hear him kind of say it like especially like promo was rather than just a, a video package so yeah good start um Again, you want to kind of have all your champions on TV right now, especially after TakeOver. So, yeah, can't complain, yeah. but start. Um, so we'll move on to the fourth match, NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, we're on the line, MSK defending their newly won titles against Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Um, yeah, actually, pretty solid match. Um, yeah. yeah, MSK are deadly, uh, as we be seeing. But um, the likes of Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, they've kind of been almost like a thrown to get a tag team. But they've had a few yeah. matches now, obviously, together. But um, they, they work really well. I like that whole small man, big man dynamic. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about you. Um, but I, like, obviously, MSK were, were definitely going to win anyway. You know what I mean? You, you, could never, you could never see Drake Maverick and Killian Dayan really having the titles, um, let yeah. alone taking them straight away. Now, obviously, we'll get into the rest of the show in a few minutes, which something like that happened. But um, yeah, not a bad match at all to start. Um, it was mainly just uh, MSK just showing off all their moves pretty much again. Because they have that kind of move set, it's almost like Hardy Boys esque. Just a lot of crazy kind of spots, and uh, yeah, I liked it. Any any thoughts on the tag match? Yeah, I thought like obviously uh, for a while Maverick was able to go toe to toe with them, and they had to rely on classic tag team tropes like cutting off the ring, keeping them in the corner and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know you're saying about tag teams that were thrown together, but considering like DIY, um, who else? I wouldn't say the revival so much, but DIY for sure. And Big Cass and fucking Enzo Mori, obviously yeah. they were iconic for the time. Never won the belts and also thrown together tag team considering Big Cass was just lumped in with him after, just before the time he was injured yeah. um, on NXT. So like insofar as like performance goes, I thought the match was excellent. Like 
Yeah. Great classic tag team match. Thought the aftermatch shenanigans then with Imperium was very good. Sets up nicely for uh, Killian Day and then, uh, you know, having a good f- good run and a good feud with them. So just look forward to seeing like more. Like this is the type of, uh, you know, post-mania wrestling that does keep you interested, which is hard to pull off sometimes. Like Raw was pretty safe. And I, I, I think like NXT pulled out a few stops for a TV tape but anyway, so. Yeah, they really did. Like compared to Raw, Raw was really hard to watch. I felt this week, um, especially yeah. being Raw after Mania. That's why we didn't even do a review, I suppose, because it was actually fairly flat. Yeah, it really yeah. was. I I wouldn't be able to even give it higher than a five out of ten. It was that bad. Like, um, yeah. like the the in ring action wasn't bad, but it was just the fact that it didn't feel like a raw after mania. Um, but like very standard, very like felt exactly like the build up to mania, just very yeah. flat, very very safe, very dull. That's it. Yeah, very yeah, pain point numbers almost, and yeah. um. The yeah, this tag match though. Afterwards, as you said, uh, the Imperium lads attacked Killian Dane. Um, yeah. At first, like I don't know, obviously what's actually the end game here, but if I felt as if uh, Walter was uh, recruiting for Imperium, that's what I thought because they were going after like Thatcher as well yeah. for a bit. Yeah, and um, yeah. so we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. If we just get Imperium against Dane and Thing, um, Maverick, I wouldn't what, mind that anyway. What, what I think is Imperium are going to take over the big, the big bad faction on NXT to yeah. fill the mid card, and I'd say we'll eventually get UK versus NA title picture type of. We'll get a lot of mixed performances, um, which is good. Like you know, it doesn't always have to be consistently the best thing ever. And I think oh, yeah. the the more air you fill, the the louder the pop, so to speak. But also sometimes the flatter it can feel if you, if air leaks, you know. So, um. I think in terms of what they're going to be doing with it, I think it's going to be good without undisputed area on, on, on the cards. I do think we need something to maintain a presence to fill, fill time. And those lads all deserve the TV time anyway, because it's a great performance. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, then we had a squash match, uh, Mercedes Martinez against Jesse Kamea. Um, yeah. Basically she was, uh, Mercedes Martinez was shaking down uh, Robert Stone for the money that he owed her from like the past few weeks and stuff from teaming mm-hmm. up with Aaliyah. And yeah, standard kind of squash, uh, Martinez looked dominant and then she kind of called out uh, Raquel Gonzalez after beating Kamea. Um, it was a very weird call out because she called her out standing in front of the announce desk and not looking at a camera or anything. So it was just very strange. But um, yeah, I, I would I don't mind it. Um, obviously, you can't see... The daughter, yeah. yeah, I didn't mind it. It was something different. But um, I can't see, obviously, Martinez beating Gonzalez. I have a feeling Gonzalez is going to be the top top tier bitch now going forward, but yeah. which is great because Martinez is obviously a big woman as well. So that's going to be kind of that kind of clash of the Titans. But um, yeah, yeah I, I know later on, then we had a Zoe Stark moment with uh, Mercedes Martinez where they kind of got in each other's faces about, oh, why did Stark get a title shot ahead of me kind of thing? Um, I like yeah. that because Zoe Stark's been great the past few weeks since she came in. Like she's fought Shiroi, yeah. she's fought Storm, Beth Storm as well, actually Tony Storm. So, Savage, yeah. I think and, I think we need to get a good domino lineup and, and make them all singles competition. I think Martinez, I think Martinez should get forced out just for being trying to be bad bitch number two. Yeah. And let let Gonzalez dominate Martinez because Martinez gets the squash matches. I think we we create a squash match with Gonzalez and Martinez. So yeah. that way you have to rebuild Martinez and keep her momentum kind of going strong. They did a similar thing with Strowman and they did a similar thing with Sheamus. And I do think it actually works well when the payoff is right because you can pull her on down the line and then let Stark and Gonzalez have an epic of a feud because the two women can go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So look forward to see what happens there anyway. Um, hmm. After this, then we had the next match, which was Kushida against Santos Escobar, Cruiserweight Championship on the line. Uh, a plus match for me. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. Oh. oh my god. Um it was and it wasn't even just like a safe kind of TV match. They went like all out. Um yeah. Escobar obviously he looks a million bucks lately. Do you know what I mean? Um 
obviously his, his match with Jordan Devlin is one thing where he unified that he's the undisputed champion, uh, Cruiserweight yeah. champion. That's one thing. But then even before that, he had a main event match with Karrion Cross, like a, a false count anywhere match. That just proved that he can hang. Do you know what I mean? With, in the main event, and he kind of yeah. carried that match to be honest with you with Cross. Um, yeah, this match was great. Like we had like uh, steel steps uh, spots. We had like almost like hardcore moments. We also had like like a, a lion tamer kind of move that Escobar did to uh, Kushida up against the steps and the ring post on his neck. Yeah. So good. Um, I love that kind of spot. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, just using all the tools. Like... Yeah, the fact yeah. that he's like, oh, I'm not losing this belt. Long behold, a few minutes later, after like a really good back and forth match, like, both men looked fantastic. Like, there's no very, there's... a lot of a lot of close near falls too. There really was very yeah. suspenseful. Like, yeah, um, th- there was like um, what you call it? There was a lot of yeah, the near falls. I remember there was like a pinfall, pinfall, and pillfall kind of moment where we had like the Phantom Driver reversed by Kushida, and then just like kind of trading almost like two counts. It was really good. Like, um, eventually then yeah, one of the pin- pinfalls. Um, Kushida stacks up Escobar picks up the win shocker like absolute shocker and it wasn't a shocker in terms yeah. of like oh my god Kushida beat him it was more like whoa he just won the belt five days ago and now he's yeah. lost it but again like I'll just reiterate what I said previous with Santos Escobar against Karrion Cross a few weeks ago I think that kind of that was the, the match to, for the lads backstage to be like oh we actually have a main event around our hands here let's open the door crack and see with a swing and exactly. a fucking swarm you know? exactly yeah so don't get me wrong obviously it, he had a great match obviously uh, with Devlin and now with Kushida and he was a great cruiserweight champion he's put yeah. some prestige on that belt I put a post up on Instagram saying Devlin's reign before the pandemic kind of brought it into the limelight um, Santos Escobar throughout the pandemic has been fantastic putting some prestige on the belt and then yeah. you have Kushida now going forward he's going to take the crown and that's going to be amazing so it's it's a title to watch you know what I mean it's a title team to watch so, right now I'm not I'm not a social media person as you know for that type of stuff mm. but my my question to any audience question to anyone who maybe doesn't watch NXT they maybe just watch reviews maybe they watch NXT all the time whether it's your first, your second, or even your third watch, because I'm on my tour now at the minute on that match. It's my match of the week, personally. In your left hand is the three Cruiserweight champions prior to Jordan Devlin. And then in your right hand is uh, Jordan Devlin, Escobar, and Kushida, right? Who were the three before these three? <laughs> exactly. Now, this match had everything that you wanted from these two particular wrestlers. Mm. It's shown a light on Escobar being clear clear cut main event talent I want him to fight you know Champa, Gargano Balor fucking Karrion Cross. I, I want him to fight all of those top tier NXT stars Adam Cole you name him. I want him to fight every single one of them because I know the match is going to be absolutely stellar because he's only going to get better he's going to fucking age like a fine wine Kushida finally getting the shake that he got is well earned well deserved and all all round I couldn't have been happier with the, the bell to bell of this fucking match and for a, t- for a weekly TV match this makes you want to tune into what the cruiserweights are doing, and if 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 this is the caliber of what we're getting going forward, it, it brings me back to the you know when we had Owen Zayn, Balor, and Nakamura all on NXT years ago. It reminds me of that where your opener Zayn and Nakamura, you know, your main event's gonna be absolute fucking fire, small Joe and all the back and yeah. back then. So this is the type of output we're getting now. This is the best NXT will probably ever look. 
So yeah. enjoy while it lasts. Exactly, yeah. A big respect as well to Kashida now going forward. Hopefully it's it's a long run. Hopefully it's... Obviously, we know what you can do. Fantastic matches. He's already had fantastic matches with Gargano, with Dunn, and now with Escobar. So finally getting the shake he deserves, as he said. We had a backstage yeah. segment then as well where uh, Jordan Devlin got in his face as well. We're wearing an OTT t-shirt, which is pretty cool to see on uh, NXT. And um, mm-hmm. what was it? He was just saying, like, I'll have to go home for a while. But uh, when I come back, you better keep that title for me kind of thing. Kind of cool, obviously, just alluding to, oh, we might see that. Obviously, things can change every day, but we'll see what happens. We also got... Imagine if they fired NXT Japan, though. Class, like, or uh, TakeOver Dublin. There's, uh, I know me and Wayne have tickets to NXT TakeOver Dublin, which was supposed to happen two years ago, I think now. And uh, because of the pandemic, it keeps getting pushed back, and there's no date for it. So we don't even know if it's still happening, but you never know. Um, I don't want to go. It's gas, because the advertisement for it was Balor, um, Devlin, Walter was on the poster as well, so never know. That could be what's next for Finn Valor. But um, yeah, so we had a Champa and Thatcher little moment as well backstage where they were just saying that they're after the tag team titles. So they're kind of establishing themselves as a tag team now, pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. After this then, we had Raquel Gonzalez in the ring, just a kind of championship celebration. And Frankie Monet debuted, which is Toya Valkyrie, came out and was just like, it, like the promo wasn't great. Like it was decent, don't get me wrong, but it, it felt like, Oh, I don't know if you'd say overly scripted or something. It was almost like Rhea Ripley's on Raw, where she wasn't yeah. even looking at she wasn't even looking at the camera. Say Rhea Ripley on Raw, when she was just kind of almost like that, like looking away, yeah. reading off cue card. That's what this felt like a bit. Obviously, she was looking face to face with Gonzalez, but it wasn't a great promo. But again, it it brought a new face into the women's division, and that's exactly what it needed to do. Then after that, then we had Rhea Ripley strollo, and we had Bianca Belair strollo, and then we had the the image of them three girls in NXT about a year and a half ago like the image that came up and then yeah, yeah all three champions hugging each other it was just a great moment and uh it was that kind of almost wow this is what nxt can do it makes champions essentially yeah. that was really like generation moment. two of the four horsewomen type of moment like Literally. it reminded me of that uh picture of um bailey banks hugging with charlotte and becky either side of them yeah literally like it did like i know you were saying about the bad promo but honestly valkyrie um kind of coming into the fray a bit like her, her performance is not done on the mic it's done in the ring and yeah. then you know the more of this we get it feels like the best women's division on on wrestling on wrestling tv just yeah. got better so i'm i'm, I'm happy enough with that like yeah yeah cannot wait to see now what what happens now because realistically yeah. like we have martinez we have um tony storm still knocking around somewhere uh zoe stark and now yeah. valkyrie as well so there's a, there's a few few kind of things you can do here but um we'll see what happens next up we had swerve scott against Leon Ruff again hard hitting match uh, these boys obviously have been feuding now for a few weeks uh, Swerve was the MVP pretty much of that uh, Gauntlet Eliminator takeover and he just continued yeah. again in that same vein he looked great like and again Ruff is is deadly as well he did like a deadly rebound clothesline at one stage um, which what you call him uh, Swerve then reiterated with Discus Larry big shout out <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah class move um, and then we have uh, like a jackknife pin kind of moment where I was like oh yeah. Jesus Ruff's going to win and then it'll probably kill the feud that's what I was thinking but now Scott kicks out and then yeah hits him with the finisher uh, yeah good match solid match uh, did what I had to do kind of showed Swerve as like a dominant kind of uh, heel almost but also Ruff and the, the damage he can take and still pull out almost a win do you know what I mean um, and yeah. then I thought this was going to be done then, but afterwards we had a backstage segment where Ruff then almost played the heel, like jamming yeah. um, Swerve into the lockers and stuff like that. He was like, oh, I'm not, this isn't over till we say it's over. That's very heel, but still it, it works because Ruff is always the underdog. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Honestly, since Ruff got kind of boosted the line with his surprise NA title win against Gargano, and obviously he got a pack or whatever, but it, it, it feels like they're really like, you know how um, on a certain competitor show where we're getting a young up-and-coming talent uh, in the name of Jungle Boy and yeah. how they're booking them. Like wins and losses almost not matter to a degree. I love how they're booking these lads. Honestly, if Kushida and... Uh, and uh, Escobar didn't have their title match, which was fucking outrageously good. This match would have taken match of the night for me personally, because I just, I love the work that the two lads are putting in. You can clearly tell that they're passionate about it. And unlike, say, their um, larger heavyweight counterparts over the IC belt on SmackDown um, in Big E and, 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 and Apollo, where they're not getting the time and the execution, it, if it, it feels like a bit, it has a quick momentum build and then falls flat. These lads have been building this storyline excellently like the work they're putting in the passion they're putting in every other promo that you get the sneaky attacks the heel walk just everything's good and when we do eventually get you know an outcome to this i i look forward to it because the lads can fucking go and to be fair to them they don't i don't i personally think that on the card that they get put on every week they're actually the underrated fucking lads on the card i, I think they do a fantastic job yeah big time i'd agree with that i think as well with that that's probably maybe the second last match in that field i feel um, and mm. I feel they'll have one more now, maybe next week or at takeover coming up where they'll have uh, some sort of stipulation like a last man standing or something to finally put it to bed. Yeah. But e- e- even even if they don't and they keep going, I don't mind. It's actually, as you said, it's been built really well and it's consistently good. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you'll get like an attack before a match. Sometimes you'll get an actual match like we had last night. And it just works. reminds me of McIntyre Seamus. Remember how well yeah. their, like, their feud was going uh, in and out? Like, honestly, mm. don't mind watching it. I'm happy for it to take up the minutes on the telly there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we'll move on to the main event. It was like an eight-person tag match. We had the way all four of them against uh, to Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, uh, Ember Moon, and Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, it was the definition of kind of like, here's some more stars kind of thing. Like obviously, yeah. the likes of uh, Balor obviously wasn't on the card last night. Colin O'Reilly had a cool, um, what would you say, they showed like after the, the bell kind of thing where they were both yeah. going into the hospital together. And Adam Cole was like, this isn't finished. You're not shit. This, that, and the other. Really cool yeah. actually as well because now you're like, right, there's one more left in these boys here. Um, yeah. Also, another thing with the Undisputed actually, we had uh, Johnny, oh, Johnny Gargano. We had Roderick, Roderick Strong. Strong. Yeah, his putting, there. yeah, putting in his resignation. So um, I think it'd be cool if on SmackDown now he just shows up and he's like, yeah, I'm done with that. I, I think yeah. it'd be class if you just wash his hands of it. Um, now, obviously, I don't know what's going to happen. It could just be a little tease, and then he'll be on NXT in about two weeks' time. I don't know. But um, NXT did something yeah. right. I think I think with how thin Raw has been on the ground, it would be lovely to see an open challenge for the US title, a la, you know, Cena. Because you know how Sheamus is. Like, if he's just a care, anyone wants to fight Roderick Strong appears. Even if he loses, loses Strong. True, Fair yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a few things you can kind of go, go with it, like, you know what I mean? Um, we'll yeah. see anyway. But um, they did something that I said that I hoped they did as well last night they didn't have O'Reilly or Cole on the show um, yeah. so obviously if you're tearing lumps over each other you shouldn't be on the show a few days later like so and uh, obviously tired, like. yeah as I said they went to the hospital stuff like that look who um, so yeah main event anyway eight person tag it was actually really good yeah it was it was kind of it's excellent it, yeah it felt almost like a, a get your shit in kind of um, a match there was a lot of like spots so i mean like a lot of oh we have an outside dive here we have uh it was like they were going to build to a tower of doom spot in the corner but bronson really kept throwing the other person onto austin theory stuff like that um yeah it it wasn't bad it was actually it was actually a really good main event um we had obviously the the storyline going with indy hartwell and dexter loomis and then eventually she pretended to be knocked out and dexter loomis kind of saved her and brought her to the back and she gave the the thumbs up behind the back and the wink and stuff that was pretty funny um yeah she's gas gas character but um yeah, um, overall, 
it wasn't like it, it was good, but it just it, it, felt, it felt a bit like a flex, like not just a story. Yeah, that's stuff, what I mean. It felt yeah. very much like uh, here's how good our upper mid card is. Yeah, and thing, yeah, and that's thing. Like it, it, that's exactly how the show should have ended. <laughs> you know I mean, so it, it wasn't a bad thing. I'm not complaining. I just mean there was nothing really that we were blown away by. But again, did exactly what I had to do. Like I'd give it easy, probably a B if I had to. Do you know what I mean? Or a yeah, seven. I, d- I don't. Match. I don't think. I don't think it was good as the two singles matches that we got in Kashida's and Leon Ruff's by yeah. any stretch. But I think as far as eight man tags goes, it's about as good as it could have been with the with the characters and players you had. Yeah, um, Loomis' storyline was good. And um, honestly, with how they've kept the the interaction going between uh, Harvin the Ray and Blackheart and Ember Moon, I actually kind of want to see the way maybe take some more gold. Yeah, uh, I, I think, think down the line it would be. I think it'd be interesting now down the line, especially if they like just do the cheap shit heel thing and, and keep hold of them. Um, because yeah. like I think now is the time where you keep this momentum going forward with all the all the belts and, and where it's swapping and, and give some people a long run like Kushida where you know you're generating intrigue there but then the women's tag team needs to have a little bit of fire on it so I think belt hopping early is actually going to be good for the women's division you know I think so yeah until you have like a, a stable kind of team that can kind of carry you um, yeah. but yeah um, I think as well another nod to what could possibly be happening next with the North American title scene would be Dexter Loomis we all thought he was going to win the gauntlet um, and again, last night he put Johnny Gargano with the silence, his finisher, like the the yeah. sleeper kind of thing. So again, it looks like they're they're waiting to pull the trigger on Dexter Loomis with Johnny Gargano with the NA title. So I'm up for that. Whenever they want to do it, it's cool because it, it kind of has that intrigue anyway with Dexter and Indy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're constantly around each other anyway. So yeah, uh, solid main event. Eventually, then yeah, as I said, everyone kept trying to stop uh, Bronson Reed hitting the tsunami splash, but he kept throwing them on top of. Uh, Austin Terry and eventually then hit the big splash faces go over heels lose yeah. stereotypical kind of send the fans home happy really good episode of NXT though overall um, literally cannot complain about anything on the card really um, it would have been cool maybe to see the likes of like when I heard Cross come out and he got his promo I thought maybe Balor was going to come out and be like you know what hell of a fight something like yeah. that even you know what I mean? but again I, apart from that that's the only thing I would have changed then myself but uh, yeah really good show wait, wait. I think um, you know the whole blow you load early thing. I think keeping Balor off and then having come out next week and be like, look, I didn't get the job done, but and then obviously whoever he's gonna interrupt or whoever he ends up on the fight with, maybe even seeing an Escobar Balor for you would be pretty cool going forward. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just to put him kind of you know step by step into the main event. Um, plus I think Balor's gonna start giving the people the rub before he maybe moves on himself. So yeah, probably. Just look forward to what, what we're gonna get. You know, it was a great episode. Uh, watch the fucking two singles matches for sure. Yeah, big time. Yeah, like that Kashida and thing match. Uh, Escobar, my God, on on just on a weekly show, you can't get any better yeah. than it. You really can't. Um, but yeah, as we said, overall, really enjoyed NXT last night. First night on Tuesday, they smashed it. Um, and then so that that be kind of that wrap up this review. Uh, we'll probably be back here maybe tomorrow again, and we'll do like an AEW Dynamite one because now obviously we have that day. You don't have to kind of watch everything in the one day. Now you can. That's what I like about NXT going to Tuesday. So. And um, Dynamite has a hell of a card as well. So we won't go too much into it. We'll chat about that tomorrow. But um, yeah, so if you're watching this on YouTube, drop a like on the video if you haven't already and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And let me see, on your podcast platforms, follow us on there if you can. And then on the socials, Adidas is Larry on Twitter and this is Larry Collective on Instagram if you want to follow us on there as well. And then until tomorrow, we will see you soon. Take it easy.